For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Jesus Stories podcast. We're on the fourth installment of Wandering Toward Home. And remember, Jesus is slowly making progress to the final week of his life, which will take place in Jerusalem. Remember, also, he's on foot and is not making his journey in a direct path. He's wandering through areas where he has preached before, as well as a new area, Perea, and that's on the east side of the Jordan River. As he wanders, he teaches. He teaches his followers, his disciples, as well as those with whom he comes into contact. As he travels and his final week gets closer, his teaching becomes more pointed for all of his listeners, and that includes you and me. We'll get into today's teaching in just a moment. Let me remind you that these Jesus stories are coming your way because of your support. It's your financial support which pays the bills for this podcast. And yes, there are bills. While the Internet is available almost universally, it is not free, nor are the services which are provided to its users. So, Financial support is important for this podcast, and I might add for other podcasters out there, too. If you're a supporter, I thank you. If you're not, would you pray about and consider being a supporter? As a supporter, you can contribute to the financial well-being of this effort, and you can tell others about us. It all starts with a visit to our website, jesusstories.info. That's jesusstories.info. There are two tabs to use to help us out. The first is the support this podcast tab. There you'll find out how to support us monetarily. There's also a share this podcast tab. You'll find the links to all the social media we're a part of, as well as a method for sharing this podcast in real life. Just go to the website, check it out, jesusstories.info. That's jesusstories.info. In our last episode, Jesus did some healing, and he gave out some social etiquette advice. If that sounds unusual, check out that prior episode for some clarity and understanding. Then he shares the qualification for being one of his disciples. Note, there is just one qualification. He closes with three stories, which all end with a party. That sounds interesting, doesn't it? <laughs> Go check out that episode. You'll hear what I mean. This time, Jesus will continue his teaching. He addresses his disciples, starting with another story. 
A rich man, he says, has a manager who is handling his business. He receives a report that the manager has been wasting the rich man's money, so the manager is called into the rich man's office to give an account. The manager is ruthless. Get your report in order, because you are going to be fired. So this manager, he thinks to himself, what am I going to do? You know, if you've been fired for any reason, that's what you do. What am I going to do now, right? So he goes through the possibilities. I don't have the strength for manual labor. I'm too proud to beg. I need some friends. That's what I need. I know how to ensure that I have plenty of friends who give me a home when I'm in need. So the manager invites all the people who owed his employer money to come and discuss their debts. The first man owes 800 gallons of oil. The manager reduces the bill to 400 gallons, so the bill's cut in half. The next man owes 1,000 bushels of wheat, and that's reduced to 800 bushels. This man was altering the bills for his employer's debtors. Now, he may have been writing off interest, or he may have been foregoing his own commission to make this transaction less. Whichever the alteration happens to be, his employer, the rich man, remember, admires this manager for this shrewdness. Jesus notes that those who are, quote, of this world, end of quote, are shrewder in dealing with the world around them than are, quote, children of the light, end quote. And so he draws this lesson. He says, quoting, use your worldly or unrighteous resources to benefit others and make friends. Then when your possessions are gone, they will welcome you to an eternal home. Jesus goes on. He draws some conclusions. If you're faithful or honest in little things, you will also be faithful or honest in the big things, in the big stuff. Conversely, if you're not honest with the little things, would you be honest with the big things? No, Jesus says, you will not. If you're not trustworthy with the things of this world, who's going to trust you with the riches of heaven? If you're not trustworthy with things belonging to others, why would you be trusted with things of your own? Then Jesus sums up the lesson. No man can serve two masters. You're going to hate one and love the other, or vice versa. You cannot serve God and be enslaved to money at the same time. You cannot serve both God and the bank. The Pharisees were listening to this teaching, and they didn't like it. We're told they scoffed because they loved their money. The Pharisees may have thought that the prosperity they enjoyed was due to God's blessing on them. Jesus points out their hypocrisy. You look righteous when you're in public, he says, but God knows your hearts. The things which the world honors are detestable to Jehovah God. Before the time of John the Baptist, you Pharisees relied on the law of Moses and the words of the prophets to be your guides. Now you're hearing the good news of the kingdom of God. Everyone's eager to get in. But that doesn't mean that the law has lost its meaning, its relevance. In fact, it would be easier for heaven and earth to disappear than for the law to be wiped out. 
Jesus is telling the Pharisees that the law they so diligently studied is still important to the good news of the kingdom. He's told them before that he, Jesus, is fulfilling the law. Then he cites an example, and it's a controversial example. Quote, For example, he says, a man who divorces his wife and marries someone else commits adultery. And anyone who marries a woman divorced from her husband commits adultery. Now, this was a part of the law which was in discussion at that time among the Pharisees. And what Jesus is saying, that even these examples of the law which you're arguing about are not going to disappear. By the way, this is not Jesus' full teaching on this subject of marriage and divorce. There is more to be studied about this in other statements which Jesus has made. Now, using this opportunity, Jesus tells us another parable. There's a rich man, a very rich man. He is clothed well. He lives in luxury. Then there is a poor man, a very poor man. He lies by the gate to the home of the rich man. He's covered in sores which the dogs would come lick. He longs for just a scrap from the dining table of the rich man. This poor man is named Lazarus. We don't know the rich man's name. The poor man dies. Lazarus dies. Angels take him to a heavenly banquet to sit beside Abraham. Who is Abraham? Abraham is the father of the faith of the Jewish peoples, a man who was looked up to by the Pharisees. To sit next to Abraham would be an amazing honor for anyone, but for this poor man, it was doubly so. So the picture we see is of Abraham and Lazarus feasting together at a sumptuous table. Now, let's go back to the story. The rich man, he says, also dies. He is buried. He is taken to a place for the dead, Hades in the original language, and he is in torment. But he is able to look across a chasm and see Lazarus with Abraham. So he calls out, Father Abraham, have some pity. Send Lazarus over here to dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue. I am in anguish in these flames. The rich man is looking for relief from his torment. Abraham responds by reminding the rich man of his luxurious living in his life and the misery in which Lazarus lived. Now the situations are reversed. Lazarus lives in luxury. The rich man is in misery. And there is this great chasm between these two situations, a chasm which no one can cross. So the rich man pleads for his family. Send Lazarus to my father's home. I've got five brothers there that need to hear about this. Abraham replies that the rich man's brothers have Moses and the prophets to read. The rich man's, he's desperate. No, no, Father Abraham. But if someone is sent to them from the dead, then they will repent of their sins and turn to God. Abraham responds by saying, if they won't listen to Moses and the prophets... They won't respond to someone who comes back from the dead. Now, that's a pretty shocking story, wouldn't you say? This story and the one before it, the one about the shrewd manager, actually carry similar messages about our handling of the blessings which Jehovah God shares with us. 
Against this backdrop, the Pharisees respond with a question. When will the kingdom of God come? Let's put some historical context around this question. Israel, the Jews, are ruled by the Roman Empire at this point in history. One of their desires was for a Messiah to come and overthrow Rome. In other words, they were looking for a physical, political kingdom to free them from the oppression of the Roman Empire. This would allow Israel to be reset as the kingdom as it was in the days of King David. Jesus answers them. Well, sort of answers them. He says that the kingdom of God could not be found with physical signs. You won't be able to point it out and say, here it is, for the kingdom of God is already among you. Now, many people have debated this saying. I think what Jesus wanted the Pharisees to see is that the kingdom is not a physical, political entity, but a spiritual one. And then Jesus turns his attention to his disciples, and he speaks of a time to come. There is a day coming, he says, when you will be looking for the Son of Man to return. Obviously, Jesus is saying that he will not always be around, And he will explain that in a little while. You'll be looking for his return, Jesus says. People will say, look, there is the Son of Man, or here he is. But don't believe them. Don't go running to check. For as the lightning flashes and lights up the sky from one end to the other, so it will be on the day when the Son of Man returns. In other words, it will really be obvious to everyone when I come back. You won't be able to miss it. But first, some other things must happen. First, he must suffer and be rejected by this generation. When he returns, he says, it will be like it was in Noah's day. What does that mean? Well, Jesus is talking about the time when Jehovah God flooded the earth. This is a story told in Genesis, again, very familiar to his listeners. This was early in the life of mankind. Things had not gone as Jehovah God wanted them to go. The scriptures tell us, and again, I'm going to quote from Genesis, the Lord, that is Jehovah God, observed the extent of human wickedness on the earth, and he saw that everything they thought or imagined was consistently and totally evil. So the Lord was sorry he ever made them and put them on the earth. It broke his heart. Because of this wickedness, Jehovah God decided to wipe out the human race, destroying everything, people, animals, birds, everything. However, in the midst of all this wickedness and in the middle of Jehovah God's despair, he found a ray of hope. A man named Noah was faithful to him. So Jehovah God gave instructions to Noah to build a large boat, an ark. The earth was to be flooded and Noah and his family and the animals would be saved in this ark. Being a man faithful to Jehovah God, Noah followed God's instructions. He built the ark. With the help of Jehovah God, he got the animals into the ark along with his family. The rains came, the springs overflowed, the earth flooded, and everything except what was in the ark was destroyed. 
Jesus is reminding his disciples that up to the point of the flood, people were living their lives. They were enjoying parties and banquets and weddings. They were oblivious to the time when the flood came. It's the same, he says, as it was in the time of Lot. <laughs> Who's Lot? It's another story from Genesis. Lot lived in a city that Jehovah God saw was full of wickedness, the city of Sodom. While Lot was saved from Jehovah God's punishment of that city for their sin, the punishment was complete destruction of the city. Up to that point, the people of the city were doing life as they knew it, eating and drinking, buying and selling, farming and building, and then they were destroyed. So Jesus says, it will be when the Son of Man returns. Yes, it will be business as usual right up to the day when the Son of Man is revealed. On that day, a person out on the deck of a roof must not go down into the house to pack. A person out in the field must not return home. Remember what happened to Lot's wife. Lot's wife, as she was running away from the city of Sodom, turned around to look back, and Jehovah God turned her into a pillar of salt. So if you cling to your life, he says. Remember Lot's wife, if you cling to your life, you will lose it. And if you let your life go, you will save it. That night, two people will be asleep in one bed. One will be taken. The other will be left. Two women will be grinding flour together in a mill. One will be taken. The other left. That last statement is one that's still not totally understood. But this elicits a response from the disciples. Where will this happen, Lord? Jesus says, just look for the signs. Just as you see vultures circling above a carcass, the signs will show that the return is near. We'll hear this teaching a little later on, a little more expanded. As you might expect, the teaching isn't over, but our time is. So we're going to end there. These Jesus stories are supported by you, the listeners to this podcast. If you've benefited from the stories, I invite you to pray about and consider supporting this podcast, either with a one-time donation or maybe even an ongoing small donation. Just visit the website, jesusstories.info. Click on the Support This Podcast tab in the menu. You'll find out how you can support us both one-time and continually. If you'd rather support us in some other way, way, send me an email. You'll find the address on the website. And did you know we're on Patreon as well? It's a great place to check out the podcast and the stuff that will be coming soon for those who support us in an ongoing manner. I've got a couple of ideas, and I've just got to have time to execute them. Ongoing donations can be set up for as little as $3 a month. Think about it. Pray about it please, won't you? All of these stories are available on your favorite podcast player. However, people find out about us because you write a review and you rate us. So would you tell others about us? Use your your, your social media contacts your, and send links or share this podcast in real life. I've got a special way for you to do that. If you check the webpage, jesusstories.info, click on the Share This Podcast tab in the menu. So how are these podcasts touching your life? How are these stories affecting you? 
Would you share your story with me? Your sharing is confidential, plus it'll offer me a specific way for me to pray for you, my listener. Just send me a DM or an email. Find all the links on the webpage, jesusstories.info. That's jesusstories.info. Next week, Jesus will teach on prayer, on rewards, and we'll meet another Lazarus. And the plot to kill him will get even stronger. Won't you join us then for this teaching and these interesting events? See you in two weeks. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.